0: Welcome to Birkbeck Voices, the monthly podcast about the latest news and research from Birkbeck University of London. I'm Guy Colander. In this episode we focus on a couple of subjects of particular interest to our students and prospective students, study skills and non-traditional routes to university. I'm joined by an expert in both topics, Professor Pat Tissington, head of Birkbeck's Department of Organisational Psychology. Professor Tissington, thank you for joining us in the studio. It's good to be here. Firstly, let's talk about how to succeed as a student at university. You've just co-authored a book about study skills. Could you tell us more about it? Yeah, there seems to be
1: an expectation that um, people just mysteriously find out what they're supposed to do at university, and um, there's an element of just being allowed to get on with it. And some people succeed, and some people work it out, figure out what they're supposed to do, and others perhaps never really understand it at all and so really it was to um, address that and we're very much aware that uh, students these days quite rightly have got um, significant demands of what the university provides them and we we are particularly on a bound to help students understand what they're supposed to be doing and so really that's that's where I was aiming the book at specifically what sort of
0: recommendations do you give in the book
1: well, really, uh, they're perhaps not the the sorts of things that you might expect. Uh, what, I mean, I'm a researcher, so what I did is I actually went out and uh, um, I started off with with a bunch of things that I thought would be important, and then I did a, did some research and found and asked people if they thought these things were important or if they'd used them. I also asked the people to uh, who res- responded to this survey uh, what sort of degree they got. <laughs> And what I was able to find was that there were some of the things that people were doing. Uh, you could look at the ones with the higher degrees, if you like, the higher uh, grade of degrees. And there were some things that they were doing and some things that they weren't doing. And uh, really, that's what we based the book on. And what were they doing? What were they doing well? Well, the things they were doing particularly well, which the strongest connection we found, was between uh, doing a thing called mind maps. And uh, this is a way of taking notes. Sometimes people call them the spider diagrams. Um, it's, it's a great way of quickly organising your ideas on paper. It's also a good way of taking notes and all sorts of other things too. Um, but uh, we found that yeah, that was a very strong correlation between that and uh, and doing well at university. And so uh, that was one of the, the main things that we put in there. There's other things to do with goal setting, you know, really setting a very firm target for yourself. And um, that was clearly important. And those two things and other things in the book, there's... Um, a link between the university and what happens after as well. The, uh, these are just very good techniques to use at work anyway. Uh, but they have a particular application at university, and that's that's what we were looking at in the book. And what should students avoid? Oh, the, the one that came out as being the, the least effective was speed reading, actually. I, don't, I, I think it may well be that people thought that they were doing speed reading, but actually they weren't really looking at it carefully enough. Um, and th- That wasn't... Uh, that was... Uh, there was a strong correlation, but it was negatively correlated. The more speed reading you did, the more likely you were to have got a poor degree. So take your time over the reading. We have got a section on reading, but it's about how to read, how to, uh, read in an academic sense. So taking notes. Sometimes you skim through things. Other times you go through it really slowly and take notes and so forth. But uh, yes, knowing how to do the reading is important, but don't try
0: and do a quick fix of speed reading. And did you find these things out for yourself when you were a student? Well, um, some of them I did, and
1: um, I, I think that most of them I didn't find out really until right at the end, just before my final exams in the days when we had finals, but in these days it's more continual assessment. So really, that's really what I wanted to do, was to, the stuff that I'd happened upon almost, almost by accident at the end of my time at university, I wanted to try and help people be able to get those, that sort of information, that knowledge, right at the start.
0: And how many students did you interview as part of the research
1: process for the book? Oh, the research was, um, it's about 500 um, respondents to the to the survey, yeah. Uh, across the country? Yeah, absolutely. It was done um, online, so we had lots of people from all over the
0: place, yeah. And particularly targeted at business and management students?
1: We were targeted that way. They weren't entirely that way, but um, almost all were, because that, that's, that's the, the background that... That um, we both came from. I should uh, point out that uh, uh, this is not only me writing this book. Uh, My co-author, Christos Orthodoxud, was actually one of my students at Aston. And the book came about because, well, we were having a discussion after he'd graduated about what he would do next. And what's the title of the book? The title is Study Skills for Business and Management. How to succeed at university and beyond.
0: And available at all good bookshops.
1: Indeed, and, and disreputable ones too. But yeah, it's it's certainly available in, in, in Waterstones, you can get it on online and there's a, an e ebook as well. So yeah.
0: And many students at Birkbeck have been out of education for years before they make the life-changing decision to study here. They often decide to study with us so that they can change career. And similarly, you did not go straight from school to university but gained valuable experience in the workplace before beginning your academic career. Could you please summarise your early career and why you decided to return to education? Uh, yeah,
1: and this is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so delighted to have, have ended up at Birkbeck, because uh, it really does fit my, my background. I, uh, I, I left school with, um, I think, probably the worst A-levels in the 500-year history of my school. Uh, I, I was at a grammar school, um, which was very academic, and I was not. Um, it. I just. I think I probably hadn't found the right subjects to study, and so I had a, a time doing all sorts of other things, trying to find out what to do in the world. Uh, I travelled quite a bit. Uh, I, I joined the army. I was a soldier. I was a private soldier. I hasten to. I hasten to add. So I wasn't a. Uh, I, I wasn't a, a, an officer. I ended up as a lance corporal, uh, believe it or not. I also did lots of other things afterwards. Um, um, I worked as everything as a car park attendant. I drove a van. I've guided people around caves, um, but also I've done, um, other, I had a, ended up in a, after the army in a career in sales, ended up as sales director of, of, of a medium sized business. Um, but eventually that lost its attraction and I felt that I really wanted to, that there was something missing, that maybe the options I had were limited because I didn't have a degree. And at that point I, I decided to, to go to university and um, I, the, the subject of psychology appealed to me. And uh, I, I got onto a psychology degree, and really never looked back from that moment. But I did find it quite a challenge because I was 29 by the time I went to university, and uh, I found it. And my last experience of study wasn't good, <laughs> so uh, and so it was quite a, a challenge. And I do remember still my first lecture where I thought I didn't understand a word the lecturer said, uh, but eventually, you know, I. I sort of ground my way through it and um, managed to get some understanding of the subject before I graduated, which was which is good. And then I then, one of my lecturers, bless her, I still remember the day when she suggested that I, why didn't I think of doing a PhD? And I, I thought she was crazy. <laughs> but in the end, uh, I then someone else suggested it. And so I thought, well, they can't both be mad. So I went and did a, a PhD, which was, uh, <laughs> and that's another story. <laughs> I know the the students I meet i 'm really fascinated to hear their stories of how they 've arrived at Birkbeck, and many of them have come just as secure as a route as mine and I think it 's more rewarding when you, when you when you get there having really made that active choice to come to to study and uh, i'd like to um, i hope demonstrate by the way in which I relate to the students that I understand that uh, there are challenges involved and particularly when you 're uh, working as as you know, Practically all our students are. And uh, going to university is challenging. It should be challenging. Doing that when you've got other things on as well. You've got a job, you've got a family life and so forth. is just uh, an incredible commitment. And our students uh, have chosen a sort of a a hard route, if you like. And hopefully we can support them in doing that. Graduation day is wonderful though. And uh, I try to, uh, in the difficult times, I try to get students to visualise going to get their degree and I think that really helps,
0: it certainly helped me. <laughs> and now if you could move from your teaching to your research, much of your research focuses on decision making and team working in stressful situations. What insights did you gain into this area from your previous experience, from your service in the army for example? I suppose that's what drew, drew me towards it. Um,
1: I did my PhD with the fire service. I was sponsored by the home office to look at decision making at fire incidents and I found that I could see a lot of the sorts of decisions that fire officers were making were carried out in a very similar environment to one which I've, I'd operated myself I think the, um, the the learning I had beforehand was that I understood that things can be chaotic and that uh, but in the middle of that someone needs to be calm um, or if they're not calm they need to appear calm <laughs> <laughs> so there is, uh, so yeah, I was I was interested to see how uh, those different uh, areas of work had some similarities. And indeed they do in terms of the way in which it all comes from expertise and from training. And I think there's a certain amount of, of self-selection of people who are interested in excitement who go into those situations in the first place. Uh, but the way in which they, they deal with them is... Well, it's, it's inspirational to see someone who uh, is the calm at the, at the, at the centre of the storm and actually sort of personally makes uh, a bad situation better. And uh, so that was, I, fas- I was fascinated by how they were able to do that. And the, uh, the work that I, I, I did with the fire service has been used to change the way the training happens. And
0: uh, I'm still involved with the fire service from time to time. And you joined Birkbeck last year and are leading the Department of Organisational Psychology. What plans do you have for the department? Well, big plans. No, we, I, the, the, the department is one which is
1: um, extremely well known. It's, it's world famous as being the first department that studied specifically organisational psychology. So it's a tremendous honour to to come into the department. And there are many, many great things that are happening. Um, one new thing that we've uh, just launched um, just recently is a postgraduate certificate in coaching. A lot of interest in Uh, executive coaching management coaching that sort of thing but basically one-to-one discussions to help someone's performance at work and it's a a real growth area it's one which is beset with being a bit like the wild west because anyone can say that they're a coach and so really what we want to do is in in our position in uh, in in society is to set up something which is uh, a really good training for coaches Uh, it takes place over a year um, and you can do it uh, one evening a week there's, I, I think there's lots of interesting things that you can gain over that period of time it's aimed at people who have got you know, an experience in one area or another and this is bringing it together into one place and we're drawing on ideas of, of sports coaching as well as uh, from um, other forms of coaching at work so yeah, I'm really excited about that that's something that I, I'm um, working on with, uh, with my colleague Andreas Lefou and we, we're very excited about that and we're talking to uh, alumni about that and we uh, I think that we we think it's going to be a really a, a really great course but we have lots of other courses here as well our, our standard offers which are we're very well known for um, and we even have um, uh, over the last few years introduced an undergraduate course in business psychology which uh, I think is a great course and one which uh, I'm hoping more students will come to
0: we have places available <laughs> Professor Pat Dissington, thank you very much for sharing your tips on study skills and your fascinating personal story about your own career. For more information about Birkbeck's news, events and courses, including the coaching course, please visit www.bbk.ac.uk.